This podcast is sponsored by Notion Refinery, a graphic designer for hire. Go to notionrefinery.com or email contact at notionrefinery.com. This information can be found in the description below. As always, I couldn't do this without your guys' support. If you guys enjoy my content on YouTube, the Twitch streams, the podcast, and all the other interactions that I do, consider becoming a patron. It really does help me focus on the content and not have to worry about paying my bills. So if it aligns with your wallet and you like what I do, consider becoming a patron today. And speaking of patrons, I'd like to give a quick shout out to my patron sponsors, Crush Gaming. Thank you again, man, for all you do for me. Chad, thanks, bro. I do appreciate it. Stuart and McJiggles, thank you so much for becoming podcast sponsors. Here we are. Um, nice to meet you. Uh, nice. Francois, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Paquet Tremblay. It's French, so French Canadian, so Paquet Tremblay. Yep. Okay. You okay. just call me French, so it's fine. Or Frank, whatever. I have a serious question. Not really. Yeah. You have a different name on Discord what what is that like that's that's my escape from tarkov ah, <laughs> user that's, your, that's your user yeah. Oh, okay oh, yeah okay. That's, yeah that's that's the my, my discord name is actually like my escape from tarkov game i'm a huge fan of that game it's yeah. awesome so good yeah it is a good game it's like a hardcore it game like uh, i I've, i have like almost five thousand hours on that game so i don't consider this hardcore anymore oh. i i don't play it anymore like it's too easy. You just mastered it, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, five thousand hours. Like basically, if Nikita is watching this video, <laughs> nerf everything, man, nerf everything. Like make it back like it was in two thousand and sixteen. But yeah, um, that's that's why my name is Tim Heidecker. I'm yeah. also a big fan of Tim and Eric, so Tim Heidecker is one of the characters. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering. I was like, hold on. Francois, yeah. calling him yeah. Francois, referring to him as Francois. All right, and yeah. so for those that don't know, uh, you are uh, a, a map designer, a level mm -hmm. designer uh, for Piranha Games, and you recently yep. joined the team uh, two months, three months ago? It's not long, right? Two months, three months two? ago? Yeah, something like that. Two? Something like I don't that. know. Yeah. 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 Um, how is, first off, uh, I, I guess, before we dive into like, this past week how's that been i mean obviously where do you come like as far as like previous work do you want to talk about your background a little bit like um uh, obviously accepting a job you're looking for a job covid mm -hmm. all this craziness like how's yeah. this past year and a half been for you ah, it's been amazing for me it's been amazing oddly enough and i don't want to sound like an asshole because it is because i know that a lot of people it's been hard for a lot of people sure. very very hard and I hope that everybody that's watching this right now are are well and healthy and that their relatives are fine. Uh, but for me, it's been amazing. Uh, I love work from home. It's the best thing ever. Like, uh, I have ADHD, so that's why everybody at the studio is like, he's super energetic, but it's actually just the ADHD kicking in. Uh, I'm never tired, always an energy bomb. So, yeah. Um, so for me, it's amazing. Like I work from home, I wake up, get my coffee, start working. I love it. Uh, so I'm actually currently in Toronto, but I'm in Montreal. Um, in the meantime, because COVID, it's so expensive in here. Might as well move somewhere less expensive. Yeah. So for the past year, I've been uh, working uh, Sleeping Giant. And then when I saw that um, Granite Games was hiring, then I applied. And there we are. Uh, before Sleeping Giant, which is a small indie studio, 
Uh, I work for big studios like um, Hangar 13, which is the studio that made Mafia 3, uh, on a new project that I can't really discuss. And uh, before that, I worked on Far Cry 5 uh, at Ubisoft. I was like one of the main mission designers for that game. Uh, I developed a few missions on uh, Fates region. It was pretty cool, cool experience. Uh, and yeah, now I'm uh, in Piranha Games and uh, I'm doing some MechWarrior games. It's super how, cool, I love that. How did you get into level design, map design? How, how did you get into the industry? Did you go the like wow. QA route? Like, is that how no. you went? No, no. Um, well, basically there's, there's two ways to go, just like you mentioned. There's a QA route and there is the uh learning route so basically what i did was that i i essentially have a background in cinema studies like i have like a certificate in script writing and well movie script writing and uh bachelor in arts which is basically major in cinema studies and major in game design so uh minor in game design so basically i did my minor in game design in the last year of my major and then I realized that that's what I wanted to do. Like, I'm like, you know what? Cinema industry in Quebec, unless you're Denis Villeneuve and yeah. you decide to cross the border, it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work. We do great movies, but but we they're not going to earn mo enough money so that you can live profitably with it. And I wanted something to be secure for my wife, my kids, and well, future kids and stuff like that. So I decided to go with, well, what has always been my passion, video games. Like, since I was a kid, man, I've been tripping balls on video games. Like, yeah. it's my parents refused to buy me a Nintendo 64 until I was 12 years old. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Man, it was insane. Like, and yet I was passionate about it. Like, I yeah. remember I would, I would look at the Zellers uh, Christmas uh, catalog or whatever yeah. it was just to see like the pamphlets of the video games. I would read the behind of the video games because back in the days, it wasn't like today. Uh, Pretty sure like the population of Pequor is like mid thirties, forties. Yeah. And like we were all the same. We all bought like the, the the console and then we would read the booklet in yeah. the car while going back home. Well that was me. I was a massive fan of video games. So yeah. essentially, uh what brought me to level design is um my passion and I decided to uh follow in my major, go at the campus itself, which is an amazing campus. Uh it's it's a super, super small school. But they have three main uh, departments that they, they go in. And it's essentially uh, level design, which I was part of. You have uh, the modeling team, which they're, they're all the modeling uh, things, and uh, animation. So the way it works, it's, it's amazing because it's just one year. And then afterwards, you're certified that you are a good level designer because it's an acclaimed uh, school. And uh, so what I did is I applied, I got in, and then I, I set my goals at the end of the year, when I'm done with this, I'm going to work to Ubisoft and I'm going to do AAA games and I'm going to skyrocket. And that's what happened. I was recruited like three weeks before the end of the course. And uh, since then, it's been, I'm not even working, I'm having fun. That's, yeah. that's what my motto is. Uh, if I'm not happy, then it's work. And for me, Piranha Games is definitely not work. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. I love it. And awesome. the main reason why I always wanted to be a level designer was that it's essentially playing video games, but on a technical level or playing Legos. Like every level designer you'll ask will tell you, oh, dude, you should see my collection of Legos I got for $10,000. It's insane. Even today, 
If I if I was rich, I would buy myself Legos every single <laughs> day, man. It's so cool. Have you seen all the models? Yeah, Legos? man. I'm jealous. I, we didn't have that when I was a kid. Like we didn't have it. Legos? You know. Th well, no. I'm, the, the, oh, the, what the we have now. Ones. Yeah, yeah, what we have now. Like I would have been geeking. Like I was nerding out back then with like, oh, it's man. a pirate ship. Now you the have like Death the, Death Death Star, the Death Star, right? The, all this. Yeah. It just the Mandalorian yeah. thing. Yeah, it's uh, insane. Yeah, yeah, I remember going going ape shit on the. I got at one Christmas, my parents they got me like the the pirate ship, you know, yep. with the the you could literally raise the the mast and I, all that. Yeah, the, yeah, the mast. It was amazing, yeah. and even the, and today it's like this is a joke compared to yeah. what they do today. And it, wow, kids yeah. are lucky today, and yet they prefer to play they prefer to play Fortnite compared to this shit. Uh, wow. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, Lego was one of my sources of inspiration. And to answer your question, uh, essentially, it was, I, I learned the way uh, through school. Uh, but I also did some QA. I started uh, yeah. doing some QA for a summer before I went to uh, the level design school. And that got me a foot into the industry because that shows you goodwill. You're ready to uh, do a job that is most likely not going to pay you as well as another job. For example, I was a waiter during my university so that was really well paying and i decided to go into the qa just to get my foot in the industry so some people will take that route and it's as valid even i would say better than going to school because if you're a qa and you're a good qa you're going to be an amazing level designer because you're going to be able to spot these little details and problems that a level designer that went to school will maybe not have the same baggage and experience in regards to this Gotcha. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people have misconceptions too when they think QA too. It's like it's a it's a tough job. I mean, you're given a list of things like, hey, go check this. Does you're not check... playing video games. You're, yeah, like you're you're and it's not like you're giving input like on design or this or that. I mean, I guess maybe sometimes every yeah. once in a while, but like well, they'll it's... give their opinion and it's yeah. always valid because they're really a, an essential part of the yeah. Team. Yeah, but it's different. Like, uh, so it's it's a it's a job. It's a job. You yeah. don't. It, you're not playing video games because play the same game forty hours a week for like months on end. You're not gonna be playing it. It's not gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, I hear it. So might as well take a a core project that you already like because so otherwise. Why did you choose level design versus? Everybody wants to be a 3D modeler. You know, everybody wants to create the the coolest characters. What drew you to level design? Was it the world creation sort of aspect? Was it that pull? Or... For me, it was the fun factor. Okay. Uh, and the fact that I, I'm absolute shit at like you should see the phone <laughs> that I tried to do because we had like introduction yeah. courses. Back yeah, in yeah, yeah, August, yeah. Which is honestly, it's an amazing, amazing course. And I I struggled for like the whole session. To make a phone, <laughs> a phone. And anyways, uh, for me, yeah. Um, well, I suck at animation. I suck at modeling. So, what what it leaves me is the best part. Uh, I love to create fun, and I've played so many video games that I think that I can see what's going to be fun and what's not going to be fun. And um, it's also a, a, a continuation of my academic studies in in cinema because create environments. So essentially you're just creating a world and it's essentially playing Legos all over again. So for me, it was, it was level design all the way because there's, there's nothing unfun about my job. Um, and 
it, it's it can be so much different from one job to another one because you can be a world designer as well as a mission designer or uh i don't even know like there's really or technical level designer which dabbles into the script um as in and for animators i i don't i can't pronounce myself because i don't know what it is and sure. modelers i guess that you can be a character modeler vehicle modeler it's really like specify yourself and do something sure. like i have some friends at ubisoft that are like vehicle modelers so the guy is nuts about cars yeah he fucking love cars but he's good at that. So he does cars for you yeah. and that's that. And he likes that. But for me, I don't know if I would like that because what I like about my job as well is that being in level design, there's so much diversity in what you do in a day that it's always fresh and I never get bored. So that's, that's the main attraction to why I chose level design and um, not particularly uh, modeling or animation, even though like I, I see what people do. Yeah. But if, I don't know, man. I, I would feel restrained because I'm, I would be good, I think, to model something with my hands, you know, with clay. Sure. But when it comes to a computer, it's like, I don't know, maybe it's the same thing with the mouse and keyboard when I work and all that stuff. But I don't know if I would feel restrained, to be honest. You don't have that tactile feedback of the Lego piece, you know, like that's what you're missing. Right. You well, know, for like, me, for me, the way I see it is just the it's I would feel it hard because in level design, you're technically in bricking stuff onto stuff. So it's like Legos going on to Legos. But with modeling, you're essentially trying to reproduce what your hands would be doing. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. But anyways, I think that all jobs are really, really interesting. It's just it just go for what you're the best at. Because you're never going to be good at something if you're trying to do something that you're not already good at. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So obviously, you went to, you had this passion, you went to school yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, you took a chance, obviously, doing QA because, again, pay, you know, it's, yeah. you know, but you put your, you, you showed good faith, you got hired, you got into the industry, you've had a multitude of jobs before this. Um, the job opening happens at Piranha Games, you come in. Um, how has that experience been for you? Um, is this your first time working remote as well? Like as far as getting no, this is my second classes? time because okay, this is my second time because essentially uh, when I moved to Toronto, I was due to work on site with Sleeping Giant, uh, but then COVID happened and then I started working for them uh, fully remote. So this will be my second fully remote job, okay. and honestly, like I said, like in the beginning, it's super great. Um, and your question was how it's been at Piranha Games. Yeah, yeah, like how, yeah. how in that in that uh, just that initial period uh, now for yeah. two months. Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, the team is great. Uh, I love to have the autonomy that I'm um, given. So basically, I'm the only level designer right now working in uh, Macquarie Online, and uh, I really enjoy it because honestly, like it's I have free reign, and I they told me basically like we trust you, so. Do, do your best and that's essentially what we're trying to but also it's 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 also really cool because i'm working on things that uh i'm looking forward to play because i've all like i've been playing mcwarrior online for like i don't know maybe uh that was before BattleTech when it came out so that must be okay. like three years or so yeah. and uh i got into this first because of the books i read the whole saga of the Great Dead Legion, because I've always been a fan of like science fiction movies and uh, books. 
And dude, that that got me so yeah. much into it because it's so cool the way they describe it and the AC AC that's shooting and then the heat and all the lore that comes with it. It's so damn cool. I love science fiction, but I really like the fact that MechWarrior is like a bunch of things that it's like from a past and it's part of the present, but it's like archaic and it's really cool. Um, but yeah, in terms of like, um, the job, it's been wonderful. Like uh, working with Darren, Matt, the whole team, honestly, I couldn't have picked up a better, uh, a better job. It's, uh, it's really, really cool. And designing maps the way I want to design them and having free reign is the best. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of, I guess we can go dive in this past Tuesday and since Tuesday, uh, mm -hmm. everybody's been playing one of your um uh, one of your pieces of work and that's uh, the yeah. canyon network um, oh but it's it's not only my work it's also the work of the coven right because we've discussed right. about it a lot a lot a lot and it's always everything that you guys are going to see in the maps is a reflection of what ultimately we feel the community wants and it's no longer pgi decides what's going to happen um even though we have the last word to be honest um it's the what the community wants is what we're aiming at basically this is our mandate so speaking of that relationship you yeah. obviously have the creative freedom and the the, yeah. the the maybe what you feel what is that relationship with the cauldron what does that bring what what are you getting from them that you find so useful immense knowledge <clears throat> it's insane it's like i compare it to um if I was working as a consultant for um, Escape from Tarkov, for example, I have 5,000 hours played. I think that I can, uh, and most of the guys in Cauldron have almost that amount of hours. Or a lot insane. more. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's even older than Tarkov. So, like, uh, I consider myself an expert at Tarkov. So, you would ask me, like, what would you change in that map? Well, I can pinpoint you exactly at the precise centimeter, like this, 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 yeah. this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this works, this is cool. This leads to a, a problem because there's only two access points and it leads to like choke points that are not fun to play in. This is not cool, this is not cool, this needs to be reworked. You know, it's essentially, I would know exactly to the exact moment what needs to be done in order to make it better. Like for example, interchange, the inside lighting needs to be redone completely, it's horrible. Terrible. The transition between the outside to the inside, it, it's ugh. But anyways, the cauldron is essentially that. It's yeah. like me giving the best information that a developer could get times X amount of people that we have in the cauldron. And this is invaluable. Like, I, I, I love the cauldron. Like, for me, it's just like everything that a level designer could wish for, that's this. Yeah. And I, I can just see it and your, your passion about it. And then I can see the passion from those guys as well. And I've been, I consider myself, I'm an observer of the cauldron because like I may <laughs> comment and stuff, but like my, yeah. my, my place in this community is to report on stuff, ask questions. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at like my place. And that's where I, I love being right now. And yeah, I, I, I see you guys often all the time talking about stuff. And then I started seeing images Right off the bat, as soon as like as soon as you came in, um, you were already having meetings with them. Uh, I wasn't there, uh, unfortunately. I was out like literally running, but I was mm -hmm. reading the cliff notes afterwards, and you know, and then talking to uh, Navid and Bearclaw and, mm -hmm. and and Darren and stuff. And they're like, "Oh yeah, he's like on it. He already knows." Like, 
we started talking and he's like, yeah, I don't, you know, this ramp, but you know, and so I think a lot of people, uh, and I hope this, this podcast sort of translates that having a passion like you do, uh, is going to come through in the work. And, and since Tuesday, uh, luckily I have been able to play and I've had such unique interactions on the map. And so that's what I was wanting to ask you as a, as a level designer, how are you approaching these maps? Because you didn't create them ultimately, but you're coming in and you have obviously maybe your design philosophies, and then you're also working with the culture. How has this process been? Can you go through the process of what's in your mind uh, talking about cauldron? Because that's of course the first map. Um, so in regards to Canyon Network, basically my mandate was to sit down with the cauldron and see what can be done to um, annihilate uh, NASCAR. We, we don't want to see NASCAR anymore. Sure. Um, uh, I understand why they hate it. And I basically it was just a process of like back and forth. Um, for Canyon Network, I came in, I, I looked at Canyon Network and obviously I already knew what was going on, what was the problem because like I've, I've been playing a lot um, more recently as well, uh, Mech Warrior, and for me it was it was just like super clear. Like we need ramps. Like Canyon Network was extremely problematic because it was it felt like playing a '90s game because it was extremely punishing in the way that the '90s game were. Um, in the '90s, you would be playing like a game. It would be super hard. It wouldn't. It would punish you, and it wouldn't be um, like holding its punches back. So for example, in Canyon Network. The reason why I'm saying that there needed to be ramps is that I don't play with jump jets. I, I think that they're a waste of space, a waste of tonnage, and uh, they're not fun. It's it's fine. I get that some people like to like hop in the air, shoot their PPC. I see you play. Yeah. I know what you're yeah. doing. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. I'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe with someone, brawl, and then shoot my missiles in his face. I love this. The intensity of the moment, dude, it's exhilarating. It's so cool. So... What I wanted was to make sure that we had better fights happening in Canyon Network, no longer NASCAR. Um, and the main, the main thing that we decided to do was sit down together and I asked them, what do you want? What do you guys want me to do? Essentially, like your wishes are my orders. Um, and, and essentially, we started talking about this. Um, I already knew that there was many problems regarding the NASCAR and already with the ramps. So essentially we went with like more ramps, um, more accessibility, um, and then we decided to remove the uh, main problems that were the two central pieces, rocks, uh, and adding more cover kind of in the, I call it the debt, debt ravine, where like you have like the central piece and then like there's like the team two is climbing up while team one is already there and just yeah. pouring on them. Um, and so that's why we added more cover there as, as long as, uh, as at the same time as bridges, um, which may change in the future. I don't know. I, I, we're still looking at the, the kind of like the player behavior. We want to sure. see like what is working, what is not working. We might space them even more. Uh, but then again, it's, it was a really cool back and forth between the cauldron and I, um, for example, and it wasn't just during the meetings. It was always, uh, as we went during the production, because, um, for example, I would have a quick question regarding a simple aspect of the, the, the map in itself, and I would just take a screenshot of my, my uh, monitor, 
send it to uh, Discord and the Colgren and then talk back and forth with the guys. What do you guys think about this and that? Uh, would you prefer to have that? Sometimes we would call Navid and then we would be talking uh, and I would be showing him my screen uh, because I, I, I do really esteem Navid and the whole team, but he, I, I think that he's like <laughs> the kind of like, he knows that he knows it all. That guy's like, he's very wow. so, Yeah, he's cerebral. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. All of his opinions are extremely well thought and he, when he talks, you know that he's thought about it for a while yeah. and it's great. And I think that it's it's how basically we, we process. Um, for Polar Highlands, it was different because essentially Polar Highlands. Well, well, let, well, yeah. Let's wait on that one. Let's 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 not okay, talk okay. about Polar, polar just yet. That, take, yeah, pause on uh, on that. No, no, I'm totally like we're going to talk yeah, about yeah. that. But like you mentioned, uh, yeah. I talk a lot about uh, this on my stream. Um, yeah. And that is NASCAR and how much of NASCAR is player behavior because of yeah. balance changes that happen, maybe it nerfs one end of the spectrum. So another, you know, like faster mechs get faster, but slower mechs are more vulnerable or how much is it uh, uh, map design? A lot of the things that I noticed in a lot of the maps that are probably the worst for NASCAR have a lot of central locations with a lot of like no man's land. Uh, obviously Canyon Network was, also corkscrewing um how much of canyon network and when you talk about a nascar do you feel like there's there has to be like a sweet spot or is it like when you when you talk about nascar how do you feel like you're going to uh eliminate it or reduce it is it is it based on sight lines is it based on those covers and being able to like when you when you talk about that can you just sort of dive into that a little bit more well, to be honest, I think that it's, it's just a mix of everything. Um, in, in regards to NASCAR, what I would say is simply that it's a result of a lack of cover, if I can say. Because you essentially NASCAR is you stick, and forgive, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you stick to a, a main cover that will provide you uh, an angle of defense. Sure. Yep. And you rotate around it so that you will never get hits. For example, in Canyon Network, you had the two main rocks. So players would just be like going around it, technically half NASCARing it, but and they were doing putt shots and nonstop. So basically, I think that if you spread around cover, but in a way that both teams are advantaged or disadvantaged, then it forced people to actually do aggressive plays. We've been seeing that in Canyon Network recently. Uh, with new changes, people, they don't stick in basically the, the old Canyon network, you would have people in the two main rocks in the middle, and then you would have other people that would be in the bridges, like a, a, a rope in the back. So now, instead of having that and having the constant rotation of people going around and around and around, now what you're going to have is kind of like strategies of people forming up and grouping up and um, actually taking initiative. Because right now the the main the main thing with Canyon Network is if you climb up onto the platforms, you're gonna get shot because there's minimal cover. So now the fights will often happen in the trenches and on the sides of the trenches where people are actually gonna go and they're gonna basically use the trenches as a transition instead of as a main combat zone. And to answer your question, I think that it's to fix NASCAR, it's simply to um Force the player into different strategies. It's essentially it. Yeah. 
and allow that those different strategies to be able to actually work. I, I yeah. See where you, because yeah, because yeah, like if if you don't have if you have huge sight lines, then obviously like sniping is going to be really great. But if you don't have any yeah. ability to like move from there to there, then short range has no chance uh, to be able to. No, do exactly, that. and that's the problem with Polar Highland. <laughs> okay, so let's go at uh, obviously Canyon. I'm super excited. The uh, I guess from my experiences so far, I've seen wildly crazy matches, including today, where super I, violent, like that. But also, I've been, to a point. Yeah, but I'm I'm fighting on parts of the map that I normally never fight on, which is really cool. It's not like, yeah. and then also I've been countered. We've been countered, uh, uh, you know, where, you know, a team will set up, use actual range. Like you can actually use range now in Kenya. It's, it's quite interesting. Obviously, um, only a few days out uh, from launch. And so I usually don't give like a consensus, like this is my version. No, 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 it's too fresh right? to be. Uh... Too fresh, but my initial like reaction was, wow, this is interesting. Like, very interesting and the, the 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 combat that's happening is interesting and i feel like just like with anything else that trickles down from the top as far as like meta how to approach the map uh is gonna take some time because mm -hmm. we're gonna find strategies like oh well if they do this then we have to do this to counter or if they set up on this this is where we have to go and i feel like that's still out so all i know is it's been fantastic uh but when I've been talking to my stream, I started seeing images of Polar and I released that screenshot live uh, when when you gave it to me. And I was telling people ahead of time, I was like, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not, that's not my place, but it is a massive undertaking. And so let me first ask you, you mentioned your mandates at the beginning of for Canyon was to help sort of NASCAR. Polar, NASCAR really is an issue on Polar except when you come to like the dom point and then because you had to get in you know and people sometimes would rotate what what were you looking at when making changes <clears throat> to polar like what was your objective there make it fun <laughs> that's easy right yeah they like look at like if you look at uh the map the top down map it's basically you have nothing in the middle it's a big nothing in the middle and you, you're apparently supposed to uh capture that point how do, yeah <laughs> i play yeah. a brawler like i play brawler let me let me tell you man yeah. playing polar highland is not fun for a brawler yeah. no it's not and it's just i don't know man I, I i i feel like this map is great it's a great map but um there is room for improvement and i think that the main uh, thing that we wanted to add was more there's no cover in Canyon. Especially even the trenches. Canyon, polar Island. Yeah, yeah, there was no, even the trenches didn't really provide cover. Like that was like, you know. It's because basically the trenches are kind of deep, but then again, the cover that they provide you is simple. It's, it's simple elevation. Right. So it's going to protect you from the lasers, <laughs> but it's not going to protect you from like the LRMs. Yeah. So like, yeah. no matter what class you are, if you get tagged, yeah. you're done. It's yeah. finished. It just goes like, yeah. And then after like a minute or two of you going like, oh, come on, and you seeing your, your Meg flashing everywhere and die. Oh, man. For, I'm, I'm always trying to think because I'm working as well with like the Cauldron and they're all pro players. But I'm also trying to think about the, the new guys out there. You know? sure. 
Imagine it's your first match, you play a brawl, you're like, it's going to be fucking cool, man, I'm going to love it. And then you go on Polar Net, Polar <clears throat> Island, and you get shit on, yeah. literally. Yeah. You're like, what is this game? Yeah. But it's not It's not a reflection of what the entire game is, because yeah. like, you can have amazing fights in other places. But the thing that was a problem in Polar Highland was cover. There's yeah. no cover. It was always there interesting. There is... Okay. Oh, I was going to say, it was always interesting to me when you zoomed out, and then you realized... There's there's nothing. Terrain, there's terrain everywhere around, but in the like there was nothing, and I was like, like I wonder, like yeah, in the middle yeah. there's nothing. Yeah, there's, there's not nothing. just the terrain. Yeah, and then and and so obviously you talked about trenches and cover. Uh, in the image that you released, there are bases now, and one like yeah, in the middle there's buildings. Yeah. There's you cover. You also have there's two other... mountains. Yeah, um, in which you'll have capture points as well. And dude, this map is gonna be great. Yeah. Um, and all of the polar, basically it's the same map mm -hmm. because what I essentially did is I increased the amount of inclination of the trenches and the depth of the trenches, but I've also spread them in a way that they're not aggressive trenches, but they're going to be defensive where you use them as movement. movement. Um, for people that are actually doubting it, I have a model in the map with the annulated model and I'm trying it so to suit that little head that's popping out everywhere, you're going to be able to see over the trench like a submarine, but you're, you shouldn't be able to get shot. Maybe you're going to be <laughs> unlucky and get headshot, but that's not my fault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's people that are skilled. Um, but then again, how does that happen often? But anyways, um, back to the map. Essentially, uh, the, the new Polar Highland is going to be like a, a mega complex, in this, uh, military complex, in which, yes, you're going to have trenches, um, you're going to have two kind of like plateaus on the northern and southern uh, part of the map that are facing each other, but are also flanking the main base. Um, you also have two huge mountain complex where you have like two capture points, like I mentioned. And uh, in the center, you're going to have like the connection of all these bases, all these plateaus that are surrounding it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to see like what's going to happen with this map because now we're going to go from a map that had absolutely zero cover to a map that is going to be more like uh, <laughs> military, uh, urban warfare. Gotcha. Because the trenches usually always have an exit point. And if you go out of the trenches, you're going to be in the normal polar island sure. because it's essentially the same thing, except that basically now trenches are the safe zone. And as soon as you emerge from a trench, this is the danger zone. Gotcha. So this they, is going to be really cool. But they're going to allow you to reposition and and, and flank and maneuver yep. where, like before, you you really couldn't uh, to some extent. And, and I, I I bring the connection back to uh, a map that I really like, which is Rubelite away uh, Rubelite yep. because Rubelite allow it's it's got the verticality, different levels. But then like yep. if someone is sniping or using long range. You may pop up and they they may see you, but they have a very small window to, and then you're you can maneuver and and okay, well, which direction did you go? And I you know I always use that as a reference, but like uh, I feel like um, another key thing to to ask you, which is how are the game modes going to play? Because that's one of the uh, factor. Even when it, we're talking about Canyon game modes on Polar, I felt like Polar was weird when it came to Conquest because they just it went in a big circle, and what the, all that did was especially just sometimes like you'll spawn without an, a light, but the enemy team has like a light and then, or two, and you just, 
you win the fight, but then you lose the war because you could just get out. Yeah, just run, they run, and they outcast. Just circle, just a big yeah. circle. So, like, uh, when it comes to game modes, you know, how are you tackling, um, you know, assault and skirmish or domination and conquest? How are you tackling that? Well, skirmish that? is, first of all, would be skirmish is simple. Just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really care about that one. Of course, we care about it, but it's it's like, Let the it's not going to change the mod. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, when it comes to uh, domination, and then we have conquest. It's essentially, and we're not going to talk about incursion because yeah, it's removed from that. Oh, no incursion. Yeah. I like. No I like this. I hate this. incursion. We get, let's talk about that later. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, personally, I like it though. I like the mode, but I think that it needs some tweaking. But let's let's talk about that later. Um, so essentially, going back to Polar uh, Highlands. The reason why I designed Polar Highland the way it is right now is essentially that I base myself on what is good in uh, Nick Warrior right now. And if you look at the really good maps, there's a lot of verticality. Rubalito as this is one of them. Canyon Network is another. Uh, you, I would even say maybe Grim Plexus and Tourmaline Desert because they do have a lot of, uh, in, like the terrain really changes in height. Um, but Polar Highland was uh, just a simple 2D map, basically. It was essentially a flat area where you had small inclinations that would allow you to navigate. So my main goal in here was to increase the verticality inside of the level. So how could I do this without actually dramatically change the map? It kind of seemed obvious to me to add more plateaus because in itself, highlands are deemed as plateaus, mountainous regions, and stuff like that. Um, and then how could I increase even further the verticality of that map without creating massive mountains, which wouldn't actually make any sense. And it would be just a replica of Frozen City because Frozen City is essentially this with a huge yeah, valley. Yeah. yeah, huge valley. That will change a lot. That, that map will change a lot as well. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> the middle doesn't have any cover. And again, yeah, I, yeah, this is another thing that will change a lot in Midwater Online in the next months. There's going to be more cover because more hear. cover means less NASCAR because you're turning around the middle, and then it also means more engagement, less LRMs, less um, peek and shoot. It's going to be like face on face. Like you mean, I mean, if you look at the books and you read at the books, the mech, the mech warriors, they don't fight up to, like a thousand meters. In the books, it's not that. They fight like 100 meters, and they can yeah. even hear the machine from the other guy. It's yeah. super violent. And I'm trying to get to that point where MechWarrior is not heavily influenced, if I can say, by the books. But I feel that it should also, in a certain way, represent it. And if I can get close to this, then I'll feel accomplished. Sure. So to answer your question, I think that the main reason why I added and modified so much Polar Highland was to get closer to the other uh, big hits of MechWarrior Online, which were Rubelite, which is extremely vertical, and uh, Canyon Network. Um, and like I was saying, to increase the verticality, I went both ways. I increased the depth of the trenches and the, 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 the network of it as well, because you're gonna have like basically the trend. The, the players are gonna spawn west and east, east and west, whatever side you're looking yeah, at. Yeah. Um, and there's essentially defensive trenches network that are gonna that are going to lead to the mountain and then further to the main bases in the middle. So essentially, how it's going to work is that players, no matter where they're gonna spawn, they're gonna be able to uh, quickly access the middle of the map 
while being in a safe environment, but also being able to peek out and look around. But then it's going to give them a clear direction as to where to go. Because right now in Polar Highland, the thing is, you never know where you're going to go. It's always going to be in the middle, kind of. But that's your, your guess. But now it's clear that your objective is to go into the middle and fight your way through. And um, I think that all of the modes in this game, in, in this map, are going to be amazing. Because if you look at the center of the map, it's not an elevation point. It's actually like people are going to be brawling in that area for sure. the domination. Because what's going to happen is that um, all surrounding that area, you have elevated plateaus. So what it means is that you really need to use the buildings to your advantage. But the buildings are big enough so that the NASCAR is not possible. And also, I really like that. I put sniping positions on both sides of the middle so that NASCAR will not happen. Because if you want a NASCAR, you're going to get shot in the ribs by the guys that are yeah. both on the left and the right. So this is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, so that's for domination. Now, what I really wanted to see in Conquest was something where you would have different environment, but there are also different playstyles. So for example, in Conquest, how it's going to happen is that you're going to have um, two cap points, one on each of the big mountain net, mountain area. And this is a really strong point. So like each team will capture their point because it's the closest to the base. Sure. Uh, it's not a free cap, but it's still there. Um, and they're actually, if you leave like two, three mechs there, they could almost fight off, I'd say, four to five mechs because they have heavy high ground and they're able to actually see from a long distance afar players that would be coming in. But that at the same time also promotes the use of the trenches because if they use trenches, then they can have minimal cover because try to assault the mountain with like no cover when you're trying to go there. It's going to not be possible. But in this case, it's going to be interesting because both caps are going to be on elevated positions. Then afterwards, you have the middle cap, which is going to be at the same place as the domination map. And then finally, you're going to have two other caps that are going to be right behind uh, the two sniping positions, west and uh, north and south of the map. Sure. This is going to be super interesting to see because essentially both teams can control one point. There's going to be a middle point that is going to be heavily contested. But there's also the side points, which are north and south, that can be used at an advantage. Sure. So when it comes to the game modes, all maps are different. And all maps, how you tackle uh, objectives, they're secondary as well, right? The first is killed enemy mechs. And, you know, or, or it can help force the fight again, conquest. Like, oh, they got three, they got four. We either need to finish this really quick or we need to start, like, hitting. That's the whole point of those. Do you feel that... Uh, any of the game modes need to be adjusted on a per map basis? Like, uh, you know, like does Dom need to be bigger or could be smaller? Like, what are your thoughts on the game modes in general? And just when it comes to like Polar or Canyon and what you're doing, do you feel like Dom on Polar should be a little bit different than Dom on Canyon or is it should just be the same mechanic across board? I think it should be the same mechanic across board. Um, it's going to be different by the, the, the way it's going to diff be different is by the layout of them. The layout. Yeah. Um, Polar Highland, even though it's going to be played the same way mechanically as Canyon Network, will be totally different. different. It won't feel like Canyon Network, and people won't play it like Canyon Network sure. because uh, it's totally different. Canyon Network has an elevation point for the capture point, which is in the middle where there used to be the big two stones. 
Um, and then Polar Highland, it's actually in the middle of a valley. Well, kind of valley surrounded by plantains. So technically, I wouldn't really change the mechanics because they work. People know how it works. If you start playing, uh, if you start modifying these mechanics and then we start tweaking the numbers, people might become confused by them and then they might lose interest. And new players, uh, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You need you need to keep stick to your guns and keep it as uh, understandable as possible. And I think that we have a, a winning solution right here. Sure. Uh, capture, like essentially domination. Well, conquest is like um, conquest is domination in Call of Duty, and like yeah, you know what it is. But um, I think that these modes are classics. You you don't need okay. to understand. Uh, it's instinctive. You know, you play a skirmish match, you know how to win. Yeah. Um, you kill the guys. You play domination. Well, you see the circle instinctively, even though you've never played it. You guess that I gotta stand in the circle for it to win. Yeah. And then uh, conquest. I mean, you got points on the map. It's easy to understand. It's it's a no brainer. So I think that no, um, I wouldn't change the, the game modes and make it. Well, I mean, if I had, if we had the resources and make, we had like billions of dollars to do that. Yes, of course, I would love to have like uh, different modes with different maps but then again it would no longer be domination it would be something else how do you feel about the maps let's take polar for example or canyon mm -hmm. canyon um that maps may be slightly altered either through t terrain geometry or added environmental artwork based on the game mode how do you feel about that uh, as far as like so you have conquest on Canyon, but on Dom, maybe you want to add a a building here, a building. Like, how do you feel about that? And and should maps be slightly different based on the the game mode themselves? I think that if we had the resources, I would tend to say yes. Okay. Um. However, I don't think that right now this would be a mandate because our mandate right now is to make it fresher, make it more accessible to new players and more fun for pro players. Okay. Um, when we are done with this first pass, as I call it, I think that it could be explored. Okay. Um, but then again, that depends not only about me, but about sure. plenty of other factors that are out of my control. Uh, but if it was up to me, I would eventually i mean once once uh mechor born is done uh, who knows what can happen you sure. know you your modes and stuff like that it really depends on how how the population picks up and yeah goes, you know? um so yeah be inclined to do that but then again if i was to do that maybe i would also be inclined to create new types of gameplay so maybe not maybe not domination inclusion could be like a uh, kind of mode where you have one team that has to attack a fortress, you know, yeah. the kind of uh, gameplay that you would see in Wolfenstein within the castle, the D-Day assault where you would attack like a bunker, uh, the team had to plant a bomb in order to get access to the bunker, then it would be a trench warfare, and then it would lead afterwards to another set of like, a, like a the, the military German base, so like sure. you're playing in a different environment, but you're progressing kind of in a in a way that Battlefield has brought us. Yeah. Uh, their new maps, you know, you're pushing rush. through zones. Yeah, rush. Yeah, kind of, kind of like rush. That's yeah. sort of, I think that's sort of the idea of like uh, incursion. I don't know if you know this, but incursion was supposed to be a asymmetrical attack defend mm -hmm. game mode. Um, what, what you're talking about too, uh, sort of 
sounds like you need respawns that would really help that faction play or already has respawns. That's what they are. That's be like, I don't know why like it always be like, that's what they are. They're respawns. Like, yeah, like, oh, it's a drop deck. No, it's respawns. That's all it is. That's the only difference. But um, let me um, let me let me bring you back on track of uh, the current maps. What obviously we got polar coming out. Um, I know Darren does not want to put any pressure on your shoulders to like have to like, oh, Francois is going to do two maps. So a month or whatever. But yeah, no, you know, this is like, not possible. Not two maps a month. Yeah. So like looking from the rest of the year, uh, obviously May here, we have Canyon, uh, June, I'm assuming polar ish. Yep. No, no commitments, I guess on that. Um, looking forward to July. Uh, do you already have a map in mind? Uh, also what maps do you feel like, uh, like if you would tackle one, why do you feel it needs your attention right away? Like, wh why would you pick one map, and when you, what would that map be? Well, if I had to pick one map in particular and change it, it would be... Like, you mentioned Frozen, but then, you know, we talked about HPG. We mentioned, you know, Caustic. Like, how do you feel about those? Personally, I would go maybe for hmm, HPG. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a smooth months because polar was extremely uh there was a lot to do hpg would be an easy fix i would honestly i would just go through it delete the center of the map and do it completely and then like um something that is more intricate like the middle part of the map is interesting but i think that this could be replicated in multiple areas throughout the center of the map instead of having one big single king of the hill spot yeah um I would also fix things like, for example, like mechs that are able to run around the walls, the outer walls. I hate that. This, I've seen you do that, I think. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, called, I hate he's that. He's called it. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, like the shadow uh, cap uh, being uh, up there or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Uh, this is something that I, I'm telling you guys, this is going to happen. <laughs> you know, close it so that this no longer happens because this, this is not fun. It's yeah. not fun. It's the same thing like we had a discussion regarding this special little things that like pro players know about, but casual players don't. Um, I hate these little silly things that is, um, for example, in Canyon Network, you have like this little rubble kind of like, it goes down from like the, you have the plateaus and then you have a little line of rubble. Yeah. And then pro players do know that you can climb this. Yeah, up. you gotta wiggle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're waiting 70 tons. Do you really think that in, in real life, your mech would be able with his clunky feet to go wiggle on that ledge and climb up? No, that doesn't work. This this is the kind of things that will go eventually. Yeah. I I don't like that. I don't like the fact that like players are essentially using the map's weakness in order to gain an advantage on unassuming players. Oh, that that is exploitation. It's, a, yeah, it's an exploitation exploit. of the map. It is. But it's I, it's I a think... visual cued exploit, but sure. like you but need I think... to try it to decipher it. In defense of that, I would say the player would then say, well, if you don't give me an opportunity, if there's no ramp that I can get it, this is my only way to access yeah, because I don't no, have jump good. jet. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and so, but, yeah, but then yeah. again, we find solutions to that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's gone and I'm not going to replace it. You're not a horrible person for doing it. No. I understand why you're doing it, but no. let's fix those so you don't have to do those.
So basically, I don't want to be playing like in the whole Canyon Network um, a game where I'm going to have to either wiggle my way back up or walk two minutes yeah. in order to come back and then be facing seven mechs yeah. that are waiting for me essentially yeah. because this yeah. is what happens. The most of the time when you play like a let's say an annihilator, you'll be playing an annihilator in Old Canyon. By the time you've reached a plateau, if you fall off one of these, it's done. It's, it's done. If you even got the opportunity to get there, because yeah, exactly. spawn locations, you you get yeah. rushed and zerg rushed and then yeah. GG, it's over. Uh, talking about spawn location, the skirmish uh, spawns are going to change. Uh, they're going to be the same as the other modes, so that's going to be interesting as well. But uh, yeah, like I said, um, it's not because I'm going to be removing things that I deem to be unrealistic and kind of like uh, meta that I'm not going to be fixing them. Because sure. if, if I'm removing something, then I'm going to be adding something that's going to be a plus value. Or, it always like, it always true. bothered me. It always it did bother me because it was like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, from a game design like standpoints, it's like it do, that doesn't make any sense. But also, it's like uh, you're not giving me an alternative to do so. Like they're going to do it. Going back to you mentioned up on the uh, HPG, uh, you know, the rim and stuff. Uh, some would call that a tactic, though, because there are you know, dual PPC shadow cat. The, the, the whole purpose is to be that ninja, to be that flanker going to skirmish, going and, and getting those back shots. And if you, if you leave them yeah, alone. But then again, but then again, if you look at the me map, if it was intended, then there wouldn't be the out of bounds zone that is almost on it. Yeah. You know, you look at the mini map that it's the, the designer clearly intended yeah. to restrain the access to this point. But the problem is there's still a little bit of space, like that little ledge that people like to run on that you're outside, but oh, I'm not. And then you start yeah. shooting at people. I'm sorry, but that's that's like, I don't know. you're Some, pulling on the elastic right now. It's, I know it's like, legit. I know like two dedicated shadow cat pilots right now that are like raging at you. And uh, oh, but that's I, fine. I, I mean, I, it's not I guess I'm going to remove this and I'm not going to add high points in the new HPG. Uh -huh. So you're not. Ah, oh, see, that's that. That's that's the thing. Because so, it's not because, like I said, we're like the new mentality of PGI is not one step forward, two step backwards. It's yeah. community wants something, but we're also going to make sure that some things are going to go as well. Yeah, I think because one of, we want to make you guys happy, but we also want to make sure that the maps are interesting and not exploited in a way that it kind of bums you out. Because let's say you're playing the game, you're in HPG, you're having fun, and you get double PPC in the face, you don't even know where it came from. You're like, but due to the inclination, you can't even shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's not fun. I think uh, I, I've talked a lot about this on my stream. I, my my least favorite map right now is HPG. And and for a variety, it's boring. The same. It's the same gameplay every single time uh, because of spawns as well. You've got well, this one don't have much to do to that. So yeah, well, disagree, but it's always that people converge in the middle because it's a central piece. Well, I'm saying it, it's a bummer because you're sometimes the one spawns right now. Your assaults get dropped there, so as they're coming in, that other side oh, you're getting able, shot at. Yeah, yeah, they're already getting shot. That's that. what I'm saying. Is like so you may be out like, uh, and a lot of the times what I do is like, hey guys, we need to go help them out, or else we're gonna be down to assaults, and mm -hmm. then we mm -hmm. might as well just GG. But it's yeah. like uh, to me again, it's this. Uh, philosophy that a lot of the Caustic Valley, uh, Canyon Network, HPG, 
that have these central pillar points and then it's just it's like around it, it's just uh, you you're forced to like hey i need this cover but they're pushing so i have to rotate this way because i yeah. can't go right because well, there's no cover yeah, but right? then again look at caustic valley it's a big crater in the center which is a circle what the people are going to do ask them go it's a circle yeah, yeah yeah it's a circle look yeah. at canyon network it's a circle yeah. polar highland it's a circle yeah look at the map design if you top down it it's a circle I mean, I, I think that's exciting to hear from a lot of like people that are they're listening to this because that's that's been something that I feel like makes the gameplay very stagnant as well. And like you said, I've only had what three days, two days on the new and I've had some crazy experiences on Canyon where I'm like, I don't even know what's going on right now. And that's fun because I'm like, I've never experienced that before, at least not since I started playing the game and that was, you know, nine years ago. Right. So like, yeah, and I, I've come up with maybe like a, an idea that I might try to exploit uh, in the next patches, but like eventually what I might do is just ninja add like something that happened in the map. You know, yeah. I could, uh, one month it's going to be, I don't know, uh, June, we're going to be releasing polar highland, but let's say in six months I decide, well, there's a ship that just crashed in polar highland mm -hmm. and it just ravaged like the it. middle part of the map. You know, people, and it's going to be a ninja thing. People are not going to be calling it. We're not going to be promoting just gonna it. Drop it. Yeah. I'm just going to drop it. For, and, and just to for, break Fortnite the does that. Of people. Yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. As far as like, Fortnite. you know, where they'll have events where yeah, like, it's it'll fun. disrupt it stuff. It keeps it fresh. Yeah, it keeps it I, fresh. I love it. I love it. And I think uh, that there's things that we can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I had a question that had to do with um, the use of tunnels is interesting. Yeah. Um, we have a lack thereof. Uh, the original sort of frozen city has this little small one. It was quite interesting because it was actually used quite extensively early mm -hmm. on. But then we had, um, at the time it was modules, but Seismic came out. And Seismic, when it first came out, was broken because like it was like, it gave you, I think it was like 450 meters around you. So like it destroyed any flanking ability. You'd be like, oh yeah, they're, they're going through the tunnel. Um, are you... Do tunnels intrigue you or do you see you adding any of those to any future or even current maps, do you, any of that? Because we don't really see them being used very often. Like, for instance, Crimson gets brought up a lot where we have tunnel on one side and we don't have any other path, you know, on the other and stuff. And so it's always been like speculation, like, oh, you know, what if you had a, maybe multiple tunnels on different, you know, verticality and this and that? Like, what are your thoughts on the use of tunnels? I think that it's extremely tricky because uh, tunnels on tunnels are going to be like trenches, but with a rooftop. And essentially, what happens is that you're the problem is you're going to be forced to come in because if you don't commit, the other team's going to see that like, oh, he's backing up, he must be damaged. Let's just keep on pushing. Right. And essentially, what happens is that it's a short battle, and you have massive loss on both sides, and then the remaining guys that didn't come in finish the job and it's whoever was the most ballsy or the most uh armored up that won the battle in the middle that won't be i don't know to be honest i i don't think that tunnels would be a good amount of fun however high ceiling caverns are something that are kind of fun though okay. because it also still allows you to have like these stalactites stalagmites that will give you cover but it also allows you to restrain the amount of LRM that can be used, but still they can be used in some areas of the cavern. Um, and it leaves enough place for like natural exit points. 
Because okay. if you have tunnels, like for example, uh, I think it's River City, uh, or no, it's Crimson. Uh, I don't know. Crim Crimson has the 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 city map, and then uh, uh, Forest. The one Colony. with the tunnel. The one with the tunnel, and then you have like the I call it the horse saddle. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's Crimson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go, Crimson. You look at the tunnel in it; it's super large, and there's like a Y shape in it. But other than that, I, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I, I guess. Wouldn't. I guess more. It's I'm either you me. commit in it or you you don't. Yeah. And and you defend it. I'm more asking as like a, a, a uh, the ability to like have tunnels to be able to maneuver to different parts of the map and be able to like. You know, like you you shoot and engage someone, and then you drop off, and then you go underneath and you pop up somewhere else, and you're uh, like. Yeah, different, like, but then again, if you, but then again, the problem that comes with it is that what happens when you're eleven kills out of twelve, and then you have that light mech that is just running inside of the tunnels, and then just like wasting your time. Yeah, you go and I, I, the cap yeah, board, right, like that's yeah, yeah exactly. But <laughs> if you're not, you, you see, there's I think the tunnels are interesting just in terms of like short. Uh, distance, sure. but I wouldn't count on uh, an increased amount of tunnels okay. in the game because they don't support the gameplay that we're trying to promote. Um, but a, and maybe to be big... honest, well, you already kind of have like partial tunnels in Canon Network. Like the, sort of, yeah. <laughs> I don't call them tunnels, but like the the, the spawn points. Yeah. Um, it used to be like a, a single plateau. Now it's like two island, two plateaus that are connected with a bridge. Now you have these kinds of like mini kind of like under tunnel kind of. It's it's far stretched. It's like so you, the, this. It's like saying HPG about, borders are fine. Yeah, you talk about caves. Uh, the original Forest Colony has a cave, uh, yeah. and and I, it always it was but always again, very unique. But it's very small. Yeah, but it's not fun. It's well. Tight. And back in the day, yeah, back in the day, we had a problem because teams could just go in there and then there was no, like, you'd be playing skirmish and it's like, well, I'm not going in there, you go first. Well, I'm not going in there, yeah, you exactly. go first. Well, we're yeah. just going to stay out here and, you know, there was no mechanic to force that, especially because, yep. you know, that, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I, I can understand the negative sometimes gameplay that can occur because of player behavior, right? So, um, so obviously moving forward, uh, you, you talked about HPG, you talked about that. Uh, is there anything else that you want to tell the community out there? Um, obviously, fun is your primary factor, which I think is fantastic. I think it's fantastic also hearing you talk about new players because I feel like that's something that myself included, I'm aware oh, of. It's a huge part. It's a huge yeah. part of the community. Well, there's I mean, a lot of, look at a lot of new players right now. Not people only that, the stats. Yeah. Look at the yeah. stats. People don't play. Not a lot of people play faction, right? Even though it's a really great mode, but people want to play like new players that play Quickpoint, and essentially it's super accessible, it's super easy to understand. And new players they just go and click and they, they select their Mac, they go, it's fun. Yeah. And generally speaking, like I've I've been reading the forums and I've been uh, going at Reddit, and what I like to see is new players giving their opinion and because it's a fresh opinion they don't know anything about the game so like sometimes it can be silly but oftentimes like their their ideas are really good yeah but it's, it's it's never um i don't know i think that it's the honest truth that's what i look at it because it's it's brutally honest because like if a new player is like well i shot my weapons and i just shut down well that well, what that, happened that, well what uh, so that then my question is okay does the tutorial not cover ghost heat? 
you know, or, you know, heat scale. That's what the technical yeah. term is. But like, so like, is that a fail? That's not a failure of the, the player understanding mechanic. That's a mechanic that's not even explained. So it's just one of those things where like, to me, that's a, hey, we need to explain that. Like, you know, let's let's uh, adjust that. Same thing with like a player behavior as far as on maps. If you have a new player that comes in is like, hey, this just happened. I don't even know what's going on. Well, was it explained to him properly, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's fair. There, there's something that I would like to see uh, maybe in like the Mech Warrior uh, mentality is a bigger use of the communication tool. Because in quick play, I've seen it at your level, but in the lower in the lower stratosphere of gamers, sure. like me, I'm in tier five. I'm not good. Yeah. <laughs> I suck at this game, but I love it. You know, I like my dad. I play G he played GTA. He doesn't do anything. He sucks at it, but he loves it. He just it. loves it. I'm the yeah. same. He loves it. Yeah. I mean, I, I read the book. I love the book. So good. Guys, read the books. They're amazing. But afterwards, I played Battletech, and then I was like, I want more. I want more. And I played Mickware. I'm like, bomb. But anyways, it's either you hate it or you love it. But when you love it, you really do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's brutal honesty. And what I would like to also bring, like I was saying, is like a disclaimer in like the or you know in the UI, like hey, use your communication tools, man. It, it's like people because often when I play quick play, people listen. I'm like, hey, I need two, three mechs to follow me. We're gonna flank them up. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And then. Often two guys follow me and then we go and then we flank and dude, these are the best plays. But it's like Battlefield. You ever, I don't know if you've ever played Battlefield yeah. 2, yeah. whatever. People don't communicate. Yet yeah. it's a game made for communication. Yeah. Use the Commun microphone, man. Yeah. Plus the community is so fun. Yeah. People, it's not a toxic community. MechWarrior Online has as a gem of a community. Yeah. People are amazing. Yeah, it does. Um, ha communication literally makes the difference. A lot of the times in my matches, I just drop call Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, yes, Delta, yes. right torso on Delta, le left leg on, you know, Charlie. Focus and, CT. Yeah. Or, hey, I'm going to hold this left. You know, I'm holding Charlie four. I'm not going to rotate. Mm -hmm. Join me if you want. Mm -hmm. And then next, you know, people gravitate. And, and communication, I think, is... The tough thing is uh, sometimes you don't know if there are even comms is on, even though it shows the notification, their audio thing may not be set. So like, yeah, uh, comms is definitely- I get uh, that, yeah. I get that. But what I'm saying is that if we had more visibility in terms of like, hey, we have a, we have a voice IP, so you can, you can communicate. Yeah. I think it'd be something really cool because um, often if I don't speak in the match, nobody will speak. Sure. And I think that it's something that's missing a little bit because it's so fun. Plus the community is, it's not, the community is not huge. So most often you're going to see the players that you used to play with. Yeah. And this is super cool. Yeah. And it changes, like I said, it, it can literally change whether you win or lose, literally. Yeah. But also it just yeah. changes the experience. Like, oh, like, hey, that was really fun. Or like, oh, hey, yeah. that worked. You know, like good. You have good that call. human feeling when you, yeah. you talk with someone or like, um, yeah, I think that's it's super cool. So I think it, that this is something that should be increased. This has been intriguing, again, uh, talking to someone that plays the game and then is designing maps, using obviously your own knowledge, but then also leaning on the cauldron and the community for that. You mentioned um, encouraging game mode would not be on Polar. Uh, yeah. I said, hey, let's talk about that later. Uh, incursion <laughs> itself, obviously this is a design uh, focus, but uh, it was supposed to be asymmetrical. 
attack, defend. And it reminded me basically of Rush. Uh, you know, basically mm. we push up. Okay, we take the objective or if we don't, but then if we don't, then it's game over or whatever. Or if we push. To me, it always felt like obviously that's not what we got. Uh, we got a, I, I call it what it is, a slapped on, you know, like things are just slapped on the map. Things are slapped on the map. Go, it has cool mechanics like the capture ability of the, the, the thing. I always just felt like the game mode along with like faction play, it would be so interesting to pick your brain about the potentials of using incursion-like aspects. You talked about, uh, you know, game modes earlier that were reminiscent of what I would almost see in faction. Like that's what that group experienced that you're not going to get in quick play, but that's what the, and it would be so interesting hearing your thoughts on it. I don't know if it's for this podcast or because obviously you're not, we're not able to, you're not able to do anything right now. PGI is not able to do anything right, right now, but at least we could like talk, but like, um, I feel like there's a lot there that's possible. Um, but I, I do feel like incursion. I've said this out loud. I think the game mode should go the wayside for now. And it may make a return later on with adjustments and or maybe it's an aspect of now a different game mode entirely that's faction play and, and it's changed. Oh, and all for that. me, for me, what I would do with this, uh, this mode would be essentially, um, essentially what I would like to see is an asymmetrical, like it's like basically the, an assault. You're, you're, you're assaulting a super big fortress. And in this case, if it was like, uh, oh, this, this is like plans for like an expansion, I would say. Sure. Uh, nothing is in the work for an expansion right now, and we're still focusing very much on two people. What I would essentially like to see, if it was me personally leading this, would be doing these kind of like, I would call them uh, I don't know, mini assaults or mini campaigns where like you have like um, uh, capture points by points, where um, soldiers, well, not soldiers, but mechs, pilots, do have response points, but a limited amount. You can also influence the amount of response that they could get by destroying specific environments, specific points. So uh, just out of my mind right now, I could say like, um, we have, we reproduce like the assault of like, I don't know, uh, the Kurita forces against House Davion, and then like they're assaulting this super mega fortress that is, inside of the uh, cliff side so you need to blast open the doors while like you have like these kind of like rafters where like you have the mechs that are playing the enemy mechs that are there uh, they could try also to open the door to face you toe to toe um then you would have the inside of the fortress where you would have to move in and then there would be like big different environments and cool so cool stuff like that i would like to see like incursion to become more of a, a tactical assault on a specific enemy and not something where team one and team two has the same thing it would be team one is defending team two is is attacking and then afterwards whoop, we flip back together and then team two is attacking uh team one is defending something cool like that you know yeah. something that would bring the lore because i'm really lore friendly and i love that but something that we would feel like there's a, a progression in it and where player actions have an incidence on the, the, the map and how it's going to uh, advance in itself. So sure. like I said, you could destroy like, I don't know, an ammunition dump or gas, a, a gas dump. And then what, what, the, what, what is the effect on this is that you're going to lose 
three more drop ships because you don't have the uh, the gas to uh, fuel them up so they can go back up. So the defending team has less points that they can use in order to respond and the attacker team has an advantage now, so they can progress and then they can use their numbers to dwindle down the enemy. So that could be something interesting. Um, anything can be done, you know? Sure. It's just a matter of like when and how and if we have the means for it. Sure. So for me, if it was only me, yes, I would love to do that. But I can't clone myself and until yeah. then, well, you know, so well, we're going to do our best to do amazing maps for Reborn, but definitely I would like to see that. Um, and like you said, it's not because we're removing, for example, Polar Island from the Incursion roster that we're going to be gradually removing completely Incursion. It's only a, it's a give us some time and then we'll make sure to not lose that resource, but use it to a way that it will benefit the players in a way that's fun. Sure. Um, because we have the infrastructure for incursions. Might sure. as well use that to create something nice. Sure. Uh, one last question, and then I'll let okay. you get out of here. Um, what theme would you like to see? We have, or biome. If you were to introduce new biome in a new map, what would, what would it be? Wow, that's a good question. I would. It's 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 super difficult because when you think about it, you have so many environments that you could go for. Um, I'm not a fan of fire environments. I actually hate uh, lava environments it, it, because it, it fucks up with the, the heat, and I hate that. I love polar highland and ice ice maps sure. for that because it's like, oh man, I'm cool. I love it. Um, I don't know if water has uh, an effect on this, but that would be something that I would like it to do. Mech actually, or uh, they can go underwater if they 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 want to. Um, it's not recommended, but I would like to maybe see at some point something where we could have kind of like a, a volume in which the player can be going underwater, and and by volume I mean just like a like a it's like. Think about it as like a, a filled-in shoebox. Sure. And you, as like for example, you would be, you have the islands, and then the shoebox is very, it's the water around the the island. So basically, you could go down in the water through the coral reefs and all that stuff, and then climb up onto the mount, the, the the outside of the thing. Of course, that would include also different ch changes to the weapon system. So for example, you wouldn't be able to fire uh, the AC-10. Or maybe you could, the the AC or like the LRMs, but maybe you'll be able to fire like uh, I don't know your lasers. That would yeah. be something that would be working. So when you're in the water, you can shoot the lasers, but when you're not in the water, you can shoot everything else. So that could yeah. be cool. Like yeah. you would have these fights inside of coral trenches. For me, it would be on the water. I fucking love that. I'm still cool. I'm just stoked, man. Like your excitement. I'm so stoked to like. God dang! Like I. You mentioned HPG, but then I'm thinking, what is this dude going to do to Terra Therma? Because, like, like, ah, uh, so I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm going to put the temperature at minus 30. <laughs> like, what happened here? Uh, it's cool it's, Like I said, you, you, you're bringing something that I think a lot of people are going to be excited for. And so I just wanted to say thank you for the hard work, but also uh, I it's look not, forward. It's not work. I told you. For me, it's fun looking thank you for uh the fun that you've been having and uh i'm glad you're getting paid for your fun 
And, I'm, I'm uh, glad too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I think, uh, you know, again, one map a month. I mean, you know, uh, I guess one last thing we have different variations of the some of the same map, for instance, old frozen mm -hmm. city, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Do you plan on keeping those or do you that's a good question i've seen that question often like the or do you want to just say hey they're still gonna be in the game private lobbies you can go have fun but hey this is because like my issue that i see with like oh well keep the old canyon or there's, keep the old too polar. Many maps. there's, there's so many maps and... yeah and then and then you're just like for... so how do you feel about that i guess on a personal level um on a personal level i think that we could have like a monthly vote from the community something like that you know um which map would you like to have back this month Boom, we add it with a high probability to be on the roster that you can play. And then you would have like, this month it's a classic uh, Canyon or stuff like that. Okay. Um, and you know, it, these are things that can be done, but of course I would like to, uh, but that's still, again, that's not up to me. It's it's more up to my previous, but of course I would like to see them still in the roster. But then again, when you think about it, we currently have, I think it's 20-ish maps. Yeah. Now, if we modify these 20-ish maps and then we keep the old ones, that means that it's 40 maps. That means that you have one chance out of, well, actually, you have three chance out of 40 every time. So that that really reduces it. Plus, then afterwards, you got to take account that you have two game modes that are offered in the bottom. So out of the three maps out of 40, you have still 50% chance that you're not going to get the mode you want. I don't know. I think yeah. that... The best case scenario would be to bring them back as a flavor of the month yeah. or of course keep them for private lobbies like if you have a 12 versus 12 guys that want guys or girls sure. they want to they want to play that sure i don't see i don't see why it's not because we're creating new stuff that we need to do, uh, destroy the rest that we did like this this is like the history of my quarter i don't want to get rid of it yeah. but i would definitely think about it in a way that like yeah flavor of the month that's what awesome. i would do yeah that's, i think that's it would a, be the, the the best case scenario that and private lobbies yeah that, that sounds awesome well man um thank you for your time uh obviously if someone's wanting to, to reach out to you uh forums i'm assuming it is probably the best area for yeah. that reddit the forums uh i always read them right read them um and i'm, I'm usually not afraid to grow don't be afraid to uh, write a post and if, if you're not happy tell me tell me uh, to go burn in the fire and stuff like that but if you're if you're but honestly if you're gonna tell me to go kill myself at least tell me why so that i can make sure that you you will want less of me killing myself next time that i'll be putting on a new map gotcha that's understandable i uh, give him a give him why you're angry so he can potentially fix it because maybe yeah, exactly because you're human it's shit saying yeah. it's shit doesn't tell me anything why is yeah. it shit yeah yeah like you can't you can't slap a kid and don't tell him why you slapped it you know <laughs> it's like yeah no don't do that don't yeah. put your hand on the oven like yeah. what are you doing yeah oh, that Anyways. makes sense well thank yeah. you again but, for but doing it's this also, well yeah, it's ahead. my pressure i mean yeah. i'm here because i want to play these maps i want to make sure that this game still is one of the best well it's the only one yeah. And it needs to keep on going because this game is super, super. Yeah. It's an amazing game. Awesome. Well, thank you, Francois, for hey, taking the my, time my out My pleasure. Of thank you so and, much for uh, talking to me. Yeah, I look forward to doing this again because we will definitely be sitting down. Likewise. And, uh, you know, 
uh, talking about not only this, but the future and, and yeah. so forth and so on. So thank you again for uh, doing this, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome.